first, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day or night to listen to these words. Because you could have been, been doing anything right now, anything at all, but you chose to hear me out. And being the time is one of the most precious gifts in life. I truly appreciate you spending some of yours with me. I'll try not to keep you too long and hope that you leave with a better understanding of what is and what I personally feel should never be. Not only that, but maybe and hopefully you will begin to see a picture of who I am and not who I've been painted to be. But then again, it all depends on who's doing, who's been doing the painting. In the end, it's your perception that truly counts. All I ask is that you keep an open mind and know that I'm doing the same when it comes to you. Now, with that being said, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Brian Bell, but you can call me Chris. I've been incarcerated for 23 years, beginning at the age of 18. This is my first time being in prison, and the senseless tragedy that took place all those years ago earned me a death sentence. But I'm not here to speak about any type of guilt or innocence pertaining to me. That's not what this is about. And I know or rather feel like you might be saying to yourself, 23 years, locked up since the age of 18, first time in prison, a death sentence? Are you serious right now? And the truth is, sadly I am. Imagine losing 23 years of your life beginning at the age of 18. Imagine losing 23 years of your life from the age that you are right now. If you're at the age to do so. <laughs> but even if you're not, try to keep that loss of time in mind. I want you to see what it is that you will be missing. What it is that you will be losing. Who you possibly wouldn't even be. Now you may be a mother or a father or someone who would like to have kids someday. So I'm pretty sure that the thought of having your son and your daughter go through something like this is undeniably hard to imagine. No matter if you're a judge, prosecutor, law enforcement agent, governor, president, or member of the victim's family, at the end of the day, you're still a parent. And no parent, at least none that I know of, wants their child to suffer like this. But it happens. And sadly, it happens way too often. And what I've learned over the years is that a parent will pray and wish for the execution or for the life imprisonment of another parent's child, but will do all that they can to save theirs from evil. Because when it is their own, that prayer wish becomes a prayer and wish for a second chance. And that's understandable. I mean, who would really want to see their son or daughter executed or locked away for the rest of their life? Is that really justice? Or is it just a position to take whenever the move hits? And if it is a move thing, then what does that really say about the individual seeking that so-called justice? Their guilt doesn't even have to be proven. The evidence is already there. Out of agony and rage, they want to murder a murderer or an innocent being accused of murder. Quickly turning them into the person whom they aim to kill. It doesn't necessarily have to be their hand injecting the needle. They still put their head out. And some may say that life without parole is more humane, but all it really is is a walking death sentence. What else could it be if an individual is sent to a prison for the rest of their life? There's still meant to die there, no matter which way it's looked at. And I've had the time to look at it many ways. 
as human beings, we make mistakes. We expect to be forgiven and to be given a second chance, no matter what the case may be. And even then, some of us still might not get it right. That's just the way we're made up, and I don't know why. It's been like this before any of us were born, which is why this story is even sadder. This generational merry-go-round of loving and losing has only sped up with all of this suffering and pain. And more often than not, it's the innocent ones who get caught up in the madness, sometimes intentionally and by any means necessary. And for what? For the sake of a win or a sense of accomplishment? For pride and ego or to prove you're one of the team? Maybe it's to carry on a legacy that has long since been viewed as brutally cold-hearted with a capitalistic thirst and hunger for power. Or is it out of fear? A fear of disappointing someone, even though they already feel the disappointment in themselves. Is it a fear of failing, even though they have already failed once they stepped onto this path? Or is it due out of spite? Hate. Some type of sadistic agenda. Or maybe it's just saying no stupidity. Maybe it's all of the above. I don't know. I can't truly say what's on another person's mind or what's truly in their heart. Who they are or who they want to be. What I do know is that these are the things that keep a broken system broken. Many people try to correct it, but it seems like many more like it as it is. And there's never an urgency to fix it until it's that person or someone they love who gets caught up in the system. And it goes from convictions by any means to freedom by any means. In my opinion, life shouldn't be this way. But it's a harsh, realistic fact. Like the fact that there are more prisons than mental health facilities. With so many mental health issues filling up the nation, how can that be? And the issues run deeper throughout the prison system. So why aren't the issues being resolved instead of being capitalized off of? Why is there a death sentence and life without parole if prison is supposed to be a rehabilitation institution? How would society ever know if a person has been rehabilitated and they never have the chance to get out? especially those who got locked up at a young age. There are studies that prove that, that the human brain isn't fully developed until the age of 25. And even then, it's a toss-up when you factor in any childhood trauma. And as you more than likely know, children can witness and go through many traumatic things. Things that no child has no business seeing, hearing, or experiencing. And the effects of these are seen daily throughout society. People will even show sympathy without even knowing what that trauma is. But it will vanish as soon as the word criminal or prisoner is attached to that being. Not everyone will stop sympathizing, but there are many who will. And that's because we as a people have a strong, contradictive, and selective tendency. Picking and choosing as, as if it doesn't fit one way or the other. Because of race, color, and creed. Last time that I checked, a human being is a human being and a problem is a problem. I'm no doctor or expert. I just try to cut away all of the extras to see what really is. I'm not making excuses for killers, rapists, thieves, spousal abusers, bullies, liars, cheaters, or anyone else. I'm just saying that life shouldn't be dissolved and that people are flawed. The motivation to fix things should just come when they hit close to home. Time is shown with atheists. We are a race of people, but I wonder, are we a suicidal race? If not, then why are we so intent on killing ourselves? 
these are just things you need to think about whenever you have the time to do so. If it makes sense, make the effort. It has us all somewhere, right? Once again, I appreciate you hearing me out. And if you have any comments or questions, whatever they may be, feel free to uh, send them my way. As you know, I'm not hard to find. Till the next time.